Another first for Apple. Stay tuned. We'll tell you on Into Tomorrow coming up next. When you're a new podcaster, you may need a little help setting everything up. Like us at Into Tomorrow, you may want a company who's there when you need them who actually picks up the phone when you call. Well, that's Blueberry Podcasting. Call 1-877-729-8642 or go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. Welcome into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. It's the Into Tomorrow broadcast for the weekend of June 30th. No, it's not. It's uh, for July something. Uh, 7th. July 7th. Yeah, I I was on the wrong page you're, on you're the calendar. You're still drunk from your 4th of July barbecue. You, I didn't drink. Oh. Did I have even one beer? No, I didn't even have one beer. Because well, it's because you stayed up too late watching fireworks. That's And you haven't true. caught up on your sleep yet. Because being the president of our homeowner association, I'm the one that had to sign the check $16,500 for fireworks. Yikes. That's a lot of money. Almost as much as you had to spend to rent a U-Haul that you'll never do again. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk more about that at another time, but mm-hmm. stay tuned. I can tell you that uh, we will never use U-Haul again for any kind of move. Nope. Nope. Penske did a great job when you had to get another truck Uh two days later. Yeah. They made up for it. They did. It's a good thing. Yay, Penske. And U-Haul sucks. How about that? In our opinion. Right. I I can tell you where they can drive their trucks. (laughs) Right up there. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, boy. Good thing they come with ramps. (laughs) Yeah. We're coming to you, of course, from the Dexcom G7 Studios Powerful, simple diabetes management. Be sure to visit dexcom.com. We got another young lad uh, getting started on Dexcom too. I uh, do. Our collective friend Jason, Michelle's son, who unfortunately was diagnosed with diabetes, and uh, already approved by the doctor and the insurance company. They're getting Dexcom to monitor his constant glucose. Because they hear us talking about it all the time, and they yeah. know you and I use it all the time. Yeah, and for you know a nine-year-old, it's very helpful. To yes, know. <laughs> well, very helpful, especially for mom, yeah, who can monitor on her phone what his blood sugar is. So, my gosh, that's almost a whole commercial for Dexcom, and it was just supposed yeah, to yeah, be a quick thing. You have thing. to stop, or we got to charge them for it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, we'll charge them. Okay. Uh, <laughs> some tech news and commentary, and then of course your calls. We've got. Uh, do we have a guest or two? We got something going on. Anyway, it's we a do. busy, busy show this week. You're talking to somebody about something. <laughs> Don't I always? <laughs> it's about uh, helping kids make their screen time more useful. Oh so, yes. Yeah. Oh yes. 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 We talked to somebody from PBS Kids. Well, I'm not a big fan of PBS and and NPR and all that government-supported propaganda stuff. This is a good interview. And Sarah DeWitt talks to us about helping kids with proper screen time, not just babysitter-type screen time. So you want to stay tuned for that coming up. Hope everyone had a terrific, or at least all of us in America, had a terrific 4th of July Independence Day celebration yeah, this or, past week. Or Treason Day, as our British friends like to call it. Yeah, Treason Day. <laughs> I've been seeing so many great memes, including ones that I was putting up years ago. You know, the, the first Brexit um, and things like, uh, um, so sorry, you those of you in England having to work today <laughs> on the 4th of July, because we didn't. Yeah. 
It's like, you know, one of the memes I saw that I loved when uh, King Charles was being, you know, uh, coronated or whatever. And it's like somebody posted, you know, I stopped caring about the coronation back in 1776. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, talk about pomp and circumstance. It's like, oh, give us a break. You know, it's like police. You know? mm-hmm. Who cares? But a lot of people do. But, you know, and I heard a, a panelist on um, one of the news stations that was talking, it was, it was a former military person, talking about how he ref- he doesn't like to call it Fourth of July. He always refers to it as Independence Day because he said that reminds him that people fought and died for it. And I mm. thought that was a great thing. So it's also another good day to remember those who have fought and died. It's, a, it's it. actually a very good point. That's true. Because saying the Fourth of July, it's the same date anywhere in the world. It could be like Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, kind of. Uh, I'll drink to that. But saying Independence Day is a whole different story. Although most countries, at least democracies, have an Independence Day. So even that, you know, kind of makes you wonder. But anyway, it's America's birthday. 247 years, I think. Uh, Catching up to you. I'm (laughs) I'm bad at math. Apple has become the world's first publicly traded company worth $3 trillion. Weren't we talking about years ago when they were the first one to reach $1 trillion? Yes. <laughs> Unbelievable. They, they don't have a nickel of my money, though. A valuation boosted by the high demand for the 2 billion iPhones that they have sold since the first, the first iPhone. The company's laurels is also propped up by ancillary businesses in its ecosystem, like the Wallet app and interest in the recently unveiled Vision Pro. But the world's first three trillion dollar company now what does that tell you that their products are all way overpriced exactly <laughs> thank you very much being an iphone i'm glad you admit that but i'm an iphone 11 yeah i know that's true <laughs> because i won't pay the, the cost for a new one it, it's been giving me trouble i'm having to reset it five six times a day but i will not buy a new one <laughs> five or six times a day well yeah. that's the apple built-in obsolescence it is but it, but it works <laughs> they're trying to aggravate me to the point that i'll just trade it in but i'm not going to give in no they can aggravate you to the point where you'll come back to android no why not? Because I did that for uh, you know a month or so when I was between warranty periods, and I will never do it again. <sighs> you're so spoiled. That's why you're an iPhoney. No, it's because I don't want to learn another operating system. I've I've had an iPhone since they came out in 2007. But you had Android before that. No, I didn't. I had a Palm. Uh, oh yeah, the Palm right. Trio. <laughs> Palm Trio. Yeah, I miss Palm. Yeah. <laughs> you see the new Samsung possible Fold phone that they're going to allegedly come out with, supposed to be announced next month, it's like the size of a deck of cards or, or less than that even. It's square. Interesting. And, yeah, I, I don't think I, I'd like that. I still can't get behind the, the foldable phones. I mean, I've already been reading about the, the Pixel Fold. Like a week or two weeks after it came out, people were already bringing them in for repair on the, the folding screen. Really? Yes. Because <laughs> I've, I've been wanting to look at that. I don't need. You might a want to wait till the next either. version. Maybe by then they'll they'll fix the screen so that it stops breaking, <laughs> or wait till the new Samsung folds, plural, allegedly, come out next month, and then maybe, not likely, but maybe the Pixel phone folding phone will be less expensive and worth a shot. Yeah, maybe not. You know, the only good thing about the Pixel is it has less crapware on it. That's true, because you're not dependent on the phone manufacturer that puts all their nonsense on there. And then on top of that, the phone provider, the service provider, puts their crap on top of that. Pixel is allegedly very clean. Your brother, Tim, has the Pixel 7, loves it. Pixel 7 Pro 
And he said it's excellent. He loves the camera. He's always taking, boy, is he taking a lot of pictures and posting them. Uh, but apparently it's got a really good camera, too. Something to look at, especially for you iPhoneys who aren't necessarily thrilled with making them the world's first $3 trillion company. Yeah. I have said it for 28 years on this show. A good piece of electronics doesn't have to have a picture of a piece of fruit on it. Or a robot. In order to be good. <laughs> it can have a robot. That's fine. Uh, what do you got for me? Uh, in more Apple news, the unveiling of the Vision Pro headset was a big moment for Apple, but it's not without its fair share of lukewarm responses. And now the company may be facing another issue, production problems. According to a report by the Financial Times, Apple is having to dramatically cut the production of the Vision Pro oh. from over 1 million to less than 400,000. This reportedly comes from two sources close to both Apple and the manufacturer, LuxShare. The report doesn't necessarily indicate that the drop in production is due to lowered expectations around demand. Not necessarily. Rather, it seems to be more of a problem with actually getting the things made. Yeah. Either way, they got a problem. Yeah. Wow. Don't you just hate traffic? Yes. Well, a California company building a flying electric car is now taking pre-orders. You can pre-order a flying car. Mm -hmm. The FAA just granted a special airworthiness certification, marking the first time such a vehicle has received legal approval to fly from the U.S. government. It's a low-speed vehicle that can be driven on public roads up to 200 miles, remember it's electric, or flown up to 170 miles, and fits into a regular garage it has the capabilities for takeoff and landing, which one would presume, if it's flying, it can both take off and land. I would hope. Because I would not want to get a car that could only take off or only land. I mean, yeah. that's, a, that's a problem. Um, it seats one or two occupants, if you're skinny. Cost? Guess what it costs. Uh, I'm afraid. Starts at $300,000. I'll order two. Yeah, now with a, with a regular electric car, you run out of battery, you just kind of coast off the side of the road. <laughs> what happens if you're in a flying electric car and you run out of battery? <laughs> Oops. You just come crashing down to earth? I'm sorry. Well, yeah. Apparently, if they start at 300000 for more money, you can probably get a parachute. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. <laughs> but I, that scares the heck out of me. Flying cars. I mean, I would love to have one. I would love to fly around. One of the videos I saw, you know, there's been a big accident completely closing all lanes of traffic. The flying car just lifts up, flies over it, and comes right back down again on the other side of the accident and drives off. Okay, uh, how often does that happen? But, all right, that's kind of cool. And I'd just love to have one just to be able to, you know, look down and give everybody the finger. You know, the number one finger. You right. know, like, ah, I'm yeah. number one, I got a flying car. <laughs> but when too many flying cars get in the airspace, then what do you do? I mean, are we going to have floating traffic signals or something? Or floating lane markers somehow? And how do they stay up? Now, when you can get your flying car that you push a button and it folds into a briefcase like on the Jetsons, <laughs> then I'll be impressed. Okay. I'll work on that. What do you guys think? Are you going to order? I mean, let's say it's not 300000 Let's say it's more affordable. <laughs> I don't know what that would be. Let's say you get a $50,000 flying car. I mean, I spent 66000 on my last car. So a $50,000 flying car is probably many, many, many years away. But let's say that that's available. Would people listening buy one? Let us know. We'll send you prizes for your opinion. 800-899-INTO. Or 
Of course, you can visit us at intotomorrow.com. Hit the Ask Dave button and let us know what you think anytime, 24-7. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're headed. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit www.dexcom.com compatibility. In today's connected world, high-speed internet is a necessity. Luckily, where you live no longer means missing out on a fast connection. Do what we did and get HughesNet, America's number one choice for satellite internet. HughesNet Gen 5 delivers the speed you need where you live. Own a business? HughesNet has plans for you too. Text RADIO to 35000 for offers in your area. That's RADIO to 35000. HughesNet, high-speed satellite internet available where you live and work. On air, online, on now. Ooh, oh, we're on now. We are. According to her, welcome back into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by our podcast partner, Blueberry Podcasting. With their advanced podcast hosting plans, you can also get a free WordPress site that will help grow your podcast. If you want to start your free trial, head on over to blubrry.com. And then stay tuned. Well, not in then, but I guess also stay tuned. As um, well as. That's right. As we mentioned in our last segment, coming up is the chat with Sarah DeWitt. She's a senior VP and GM of PBS Kids. She's got some tips on how we can make our kids' screen time more useful. And effective. Yeah. And not just babysitting. Yeah. Very good. We've all heard the saying about an apple a day, right? Well, green apples have some especially interesting and unique benefits. With this week's Into Tomorrow wellness tip, here's our favorite from Human Touch, Victoria Ladakh. Thanks, Dave. If you get claustrophobic in small spaces such as subways, elevators, and that closet of an office they stuck you in, visit your local fruit stand. Studies have shown that the sniff of a green apple may help relieve claustrophobic sensations. And if you get hungry, you have a healthy, high-fiber snack that can help in the overall digestive process. Green apples also tend to give your stomach a sense of satisfaction after eating, helping you to not overeat. They are also good sources of energy and carbohydrates to give you a boost during sports or a busy day. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Victoria Ladock. Back to you, Dave. Well, thank you, but she didn't mention that they're generally tart or sour. You like them. I do, but she lost me at sports. Yeah. (laughs) To help you in sports? How about just the energy boost? Yeah, I could use that. Yeah. And uh, supposedly you use green apples for apple pie as well, right? I don't know. I don't don't bake apple pies either. My apple pies come frozen from the store. (laughs) (laughs) The Into Tomorrow Wellness Tip, frozen or otherwise, is brought to you by Human Touch. Ready to be your best every day? You can find out how when you visit them at humantouch.com. Nancy in Gilmer, Texas. What's up with this cloud stuff? I've never knowingly put anything out in the cloud. I transfer my pics off my phone to my hard drive on a regular basis, which in turn is regularly backed up on an external drive. I don't even know where to access this cloud. All of a sudden, I got a notification that my cloud account is full, and do I want to purchase more space? No, I don't. (laughs) How can that be? I'm not even using it knowingly. So I 
opened up the file, and it's full of random pictures. They are all my pictures, but they're so out of order and randomly placed. How did they get there? How do I get them off? I already have all of them saved elsewhere, so I don't need them floating around out there on a cloud. (laughs) More importantly, how do I prevent this cloud from accessing my personal pictures? What a great call. It sounds like some app you use is set to back up pictures automatically, and that's what's happening. They're going to the cloud. We can't tell you what that app is, obviously. There are several that will do that and what you're describing, down to the would you like to purchase more space message even. I love your reaction, though. No, I don't. (laughs) That's great. Now, having said that, your photos got there because, again, some app with access to them is set to back them up online. That's the cloud. That implies that there's an account that they're being backed up to. You should be able to figure out which app is running backups by seeing what site that email is sending you to. Yeah, I've got two apps on my phone that back up all my photos. I've got uh, Office 365, which comes with iCloud, or mm-hmm. not iCloud, not that's, iCloud. That's, uh, that's Apple's thing, but yeah, uh, com- OneDrive. OneDrive, right. And then I also have Amazon Photos, so if I go to both those places, I see all my photos. So. Oh, and you want to. I want so to. So you want those them to my back backups, up. right. Okay. Uh, but now, how to, how to get rid of them, Nancy, depends on the app. Um, in some cases, all you need to do is flip a switch on your phone settings, and they'll be deleted. In other cases, that will only stop the upload, and you will need to log into their platform and delete them manually from there. Now, to prevent access, check your phone settings. There should be a privacy area that will allow you to check which apps have access to your photos and take that access away. Now, it could also be happening at the operating system level. For example, Apple allows you to set backups and control whether or not that includes photos in your iCloud settings also found on your phone settings. Now, if you let that be enabled without noticing, there's a good chance that you've also given access to other apps to access your contacts, locations, or other things as well. So you may want to spend some time in your privacy settings to make sure you haven't just tapped agree on everything asking for your permission to use your data just to get the dialogue to leave the screen. Now, unfortunately, we all do that. So, Nancy, don't blame yourself if it turns out, oh, I may have, I don't know. We all just want to open an app or get something done and say, yeah, 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 whatever. You know, I agree to your ridiculous terms and you probably own my house but yeah sure whatever Um, but just check and again i think your best bet is what email that you're getting that's pointing you to the cloud where's it going is it an iCloud thing from apple or what have you let us know if you need more input we're happy to help and thank you for listening into tomorrow We got an email from Sammy in Denver, Colorado. What might that email contain? Sammy says, I've decided to turn an unused bedroom in my house into sort of a budget home theater. Okay. And use a projector instead of a big screen TV to give it more of an authentic feel. Oh, I like it. Hopefully also a popcorn machine. (laughs) Do you have any recommendations on good, inexpensive home theater projectors? Oh, well, Sammy, the size of the room, of course, will be a big factor, as well as how far you can stretch your budget. The truth is that cheap projectors are just that, cheap, not inexpensive. They won't perform as well as more expensive ones, obviously, and you'll probably have to at least budget for some blackout drapes on the top of the projector. If the room is small, look for short-throw projectors. The downside of those is that they generally aren't cheap. The cheapest one on Best Buy right now is about $650. Now, if you want a traditional projector that you can run from the opposite wall, then the prices start to go all over the place. Uh, For example, you can buy a $65 projector or a $5,000 projector. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. So $65 (laughs) or $5,000. Yeah. 
and all in between, no doubt. Yeah. Now, $5,000 is probably not necessary unless you are a huge movie buff, but avoid anything below about 250 bucks, And even then, have a good look at them. Uh, you won't find a good 4K projector for that price, but you may be able to find decent 1080p projectors from brands like Epson and BenQ. Now, if you stretch a little more and can get closer to the $500 range, you'll find a much better 1080p projectors like the Optoma HD146X, but you'll still be in the 1080p range. Uh, you may be able to get a better deal for your money if you buy a big 4K TV instead. You can find 50-inch and even 60-inch 4K TVs these days for less than the price of that Optoma projector. Yeah. Now, I do like, Sammy, what you're trying to do to use a projection system and a screen because it does give you a, a lot more of that home theater. The screen I have, a drop-down screen in my house, haven't used the projector in a while, but it takes my 65-inch LCD TV drops down in front of it, and now I have a 110-inch screen, which is pretty cool. It's just that we don't go through the hassle of doing that all the time. And the main projector has had a bulb burned out forever and costs a fortune to replace the bulb. So we're back to mostly using the TV. But you can certainly make a, a TV room with a TV if it turns out you don't like the projector idea. Yeah, and if you kind of build the TV into the wall and you know make it like flush mount against the wall, then it'd be kind of like a you know movie screen anyway. Yeah. You can even put drapes in front of the TV and open them. There you go. As, <laughs> as if they're opening in a in a theater, like when, you know, here comes the the uh, the big what the heck do they call it? Feature now? presentation. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Now the feature presentation. You know, you could do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Intotomorrow.com is where we love to see you. Finding the right experts to help you grow your business is always a challenge. Chameleon Collective is a hybrid marketing service and consulting firm that is hyper-focused on growing businesses, from digital marketing to optimizing your sales efforts. Our experts drive results. Our work and track history, ranging from innovative startups to Fortune 500 companies, speaks for itself. Learn more by visiting chameleoncollective.com or call us at 1-800-914-0245 today. Do you own a business? What do your customers hear when they call? Every business is unique, and Advanced Productions can help you create custom voicemail greetings or an on-hold production. Call us today at 888-899-8511. For over 40 years, we've been providing affordable audio and video services to businesses around the world. Let us create a custom holiday on-hold message for your business for less than $200. Call us today at 888-899-8511. Or visit onholdaudio.net. Stream Guys Streaming Media Services is proud to sponsor Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. Delivering audio and video to the web since 2000, Stream Guys is the affordable, reliable, and scalable choice for today's demanding media delivery needs. Stream to iPhones, mobile devices, and PCs all from the same platform. Stream in Windows Media, QuickTime, and the ubiquitous Flash using our full-featured, low-cost Wows of Flash servers. Increase your ROI with our subscription system and pre-roll ad services and turn your content into cash. Stream Guys, offering professional streaming media services for the smartest businesses on the internet. Learn more at www.streamguys.com. Welcome back into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline during our 28th year on the air covering the latest 
in consumer tech, all sorts of things available today and into tomorrow. We thank you for tuning in. Thank you even more when you call in and participate on the show. So please do that anytime, 24-7. If you've got a tech question or want to know more from one of our recent guests, whatever the case, we'll get answers for you and get you on the show. The national conversation around screen time has continued to boomerang, if you will, at an alarming rate. And parents' attitudes continue to shift and change. Our next guest has some great tips on how we can make our kids' screen time more useful. And it's certainly something that we here at Into Tomorrow have talked about the last several years. Senior VP and General Manager for PBS Kids is Sarah DeWitt. Sarah, welcome Into Tomorrow. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you, Dave. Glad to be here. It's a pleasure to have you. So first, can you tell me a little bit more about PBS Kids and its content so folks get a better idea? So PBS Kids is the public broadcasting service for the United States, and we focus on educational, engaging content for kids. And that's across all platforms. It's television, it's short-form digital content that you can find on YouTube or the PBS Kids video app, and it's also games for kids because digital games are a great way for kids to practice educational skills, but also are really fun. They're a great way for kids to play with the characters that they know and love from PBS Kids shows like Daniel Ty. Tiger and Wild Kratz and Curious George. So uh, PBS Kids is focused on kids two to eight with all kinds of exciting content. And what's cool about it is that the screen time then is at least educational. It's not just, uh, you know, weird things or stuff that they maybe even shouldn't be seeing for that matter uh, or stuff that doesn't seem to help them or the parents. So this is really good content. Yes, we work with advisors and educators to really make sure that what we're putting into our content is based on skills that kids need to learn to help them get ready for school, to help them practice their skills over the summer when they're out of school. And so we really are very thoughtful about it. The other thing that we really hope for is that kids will see things in our shows or in our games and get so excited about it that they want to go research it in the real world. They Uh want to watch Wild Kratz and then go out and learn more about animals and maybe visit a zoo. So we're really hoping that this is screen time that's a jumping off moment for kids to go do real world exploration. Oh, that's great. And it does encourage them to do just that. So I think that's terrific. I'm assuming then that media such as our type folk and and tech in general can play an important role in this whole concept that you're doing. Yes, we we know uh, through research for years that kids can learn from television. So that started in back in Sesame Street days and Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. They yeah. learned that kids really could learn things from this mass media. And so what we're trying to do is really um, make sure that parents understand that all media isn't the same. You can make choices for your kids and help guide your kids to things that really are going to have a positive impact on learning, on behavior. Um, and can be good jumping off points for parents and kids to have conversations together. We hear a lot from parents that what they overhear in the shows or what they see in the shows also helps them. It helps them realize that there are ways that they can approach questions with their kids that can help bring out larger conversations. So we sometimes focus on how do you introduce a tough topic, something that a kid might be having trouble with, like, um, 
you know, if they're getting really anxious, anxiety is a big issue right now in the United States. If kids are getting anxious, how does a parent start to talk to a kid about the best ways to calm down? We can model that in our shows like Daniel Tiger and Arthur, and then help give parents ideas for how to talk to their kids about it and hopefully come up with some good strategies in their homes. Excellent. Now, Sarah, how can we set up and can we as parents, because I'm hearing them in my head listening and saying, are there are there ways to set up clear, positive media habits early in our younger kids? Yes, absolutely. So, you know, our media starts from ages uh, starts at age two. Um, and what we talk about is first thinking about what's the best time of day? What's for kids to engage with media for families to really think about what's the time that fits best into our routine and starting to set it up is this is just one activity of many and there's a certain time of day or a certain type of activity that we're going to engage in so kind of setting that routine is important for preschoolers but the other i think even more important habit is for parents to recognize that they need to talk to their kids about the media that they engage with because we know from research that if parents talk to kids about the shows they watch or the games they play, the learning gains are going to be greater. But it also sets up a really great habit that media is something that we as a family talk about. So as kids get older, as they start watching more things on their own, or maybe see things their parents don't know they've seen, they know that this is something I'm, I can talk about with my parents. We can talk about what I saw and what I learned from it or what I didn't like about it or what I would have done in that situation. Um, so if parents start to build that in, like at dinner time, saying, oh, what did you watch today? Well, what happened on Odd Squad? What was the problem they were trying to solve? That starts to set up an idea that families talk about media. And that's really going to help kids with their critical thinking skills over time and also help parents and kids really communicate about media. And of course, as they get older, hopefully not until they get older and they start engaging perhaps in what I like to call anti-social media, uh, that, <laughs> that they learn again from parents that say it's okay to see a different opinion maybe, that might not agree with yours or what, what we've talked about, but maybe be open to other ideas, and but still hold your own, if you will. I mean, as kids get older and they start making decisions, I'm wondering what parents can do to prepare them uh, for not only the anti-social media, but for things like chat GPT and all these advances in AI that we talk about constantly. I mean, the kids are being bombarded and we think it's tough for us. Right. It's so true. And I think that's where we get back to like conversation being important. So if kids see something in a show, um, if they see some kind of issue come up. Like I think about there was an, an episode of Arthur where all the kids were obsessed with a video game and it was all they were talking about and all they were doing. And in the show, they started to realize that they weren't talking to each other as much and, mm. and they were getting kind of obsessed with who they were playing with online without thinking that person is being a real person. That's a real world scenario. And if your kid watches that and experiences that in a show and kind of sees the characters work through it and then has a conversation with their parents about it, it's gonna make sense to them later when they see their friends get really sucked into games or if they realize like, wow, I'm having trouble putting this down. They won't remember what they've seen and the conversations they had about it. So that's the kind of thing that we're, we're thinking about. What are real world challenges that kids are facing and how can we set them up for uh, set them up with really good strategies for how to address those and really grapple with those as they grow up. And all in an effort to help 
screen time, make sure that it's productive, that it's learning, that it's also fun, but that Mm -hmm. they're not just stuck on these devices. Because, I mean, you go into any restaurant anymore, and and if it's a family with kids, they're always on the tablet or the phone, or can I have your phone, Mom? You know, because they're bored, it seems, Mm -hmm. or they're just getting stuck with more and more screen time. So we've got to do what we can to avoid that in many cases. And give them ideas for what to do away from the screens. Right. Uh, One of my favorite episodes of Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood is when they're waiting in a restaurant and they come up with games to play at the table with each other. And I really hope every parent sees that because there's some really fun things you can do without having to pull out that tablet. Ah, Terrific. Sarah, you're a delight to chat with and some great ideas. More, of course, when you visit pbskids.org. We'll get you there, too, when you visit us at intotomorrow.com. Sarah DeWitt, Senior VP and General Manager for PBS Kids, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with us, and we'll all keep working and helping parents to help their kids with screen time. Thank you, Dave. It was a pleasure to join you. It's our pleasure as well. Sarah DeWitt, pbskids.org. I'm Dave Graveline. Stay tuned. Much more to come, as always, here on Into Tomorrow on the Advanced Media Network. In today's connected world, high-speed internet is a necessity. Luckily, where you live no longer means missing out on a fast connection. Do what we did and get HughesNet, America's number one choice for satellite internet. HughesNet Gen 5 delivers the speed you need where you live. Own a business? HughesNet has plans for you, too. Text RADIO to 35000 for offers in your area. That's RADIO to 35000. HughesNet, high-speed satellite internet available where you live and work. How would you like to feel your best every day? For over 40 years, Human Touch has designed high-performance massage chairs, ergonomic zero-gravity recliners, and targeted massage products that not only rejuvenate the mind and body, but have helped owners perform, sleep, and live better. Sitting in a Human Touch massage chair is the perfect way to unwind, relieve pain, or recover from a hard workout. And it's all from the comfort of your own home 24-7. Anytime you need to relax sore muscles, de-stress, or even just take a moment for yourself. Human Touch works with medical practitioners, world-class athletes, and award-winning design teams to provide therapeutic benefits daily, but also offer an aesthetic appeal that captivates the eye and enhances any space. Ready to learn more? Visit humantouch.com. Human Touch, your best every day. As Into Tomorrow continues, stay tuned. We're going to tell you the cool prizes we've got to share with you when we hear you on the show. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet. Enjoy more of everything the internet has to offer. Text RADIO to 35000 for more info. Again, text the word RADIO to 35000. So since I teased everyone listening about the cool things we have available for them and how easy it is to win, we don't ask goofy questions, we don't make you jump through hoops, we just want to hear you on the show. Boom! Automatically. Bingo, bango, bam. You're a winner. 
of things such as? From Vivu, some of these uh, at-home urine tests to help track your body's wellness. They sound gross, but they're actually very useful tests. Yes, very handy. <laughs> we've got some of those to share. Uh, creative, we've got Live Cam Sync V3 plug-and-play webcams. Handy. Brondell has provided another. They're doing one of these every single month. they got a pro-sanitizing air purifier. It removes dust, dander, pollen, smoke, and airborne viruses. Valued at $800. Nice. And from Obvious Solutions, we got Minder Portable Folding Bluetooth Keyboards. Very handy, by the yes. way. So you can use it with a phone, a tablet, whatever. Yeah. And something that you might want. And while we say no promises, no guarantees, the attorneys make us say that. You know. So we said it. Boom, boom. There you go. But we do ask you to mention one, two, three items that we've mentioned that are available on our website as well. And we'll do our best to get one of those to you. Because that's what it's all about, is making you happy because you made us happy by joining us on the show. How does one do that? By uh, calling 800-899-INTO. That's 800-899-4686. Or you could also hit that Ask Dave microphone on our site at intotomorrow.com. There you go. And if by the time you hear this, our <laughs> app is back working like it should be, if the Internet gods are with us. We had an issue last week, as we speak even, so hopefully yeah. it's fixed by the time anyone hears this. Would you all mind checking for us, please, and let us know. Just search those two words in your favorite app store, Into Tomorrow. Snag the app and let us know if it's working <laughs> properly. Because if you use the app and hit that button that says Message to Studio, you sound like you're right here on Chris's shoulders. Right. Well, you didn't want them to be on your lap. This is true. Because your girlfriend was getting jealous. Yeah. But the shoulders, not a problem, apparently. Yeah, it's true. Right. So check it out. Let us know if the app's working. You can also hear the show 24-7 when the app's working. We haven't had this problem in ever. We have not. But suddenly, mm, and it's not just Android. It's also iPhone. Uh -huh. So we're trying to fix it. We've got to find someone who can handle our app. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Make a couple of updates that someone else has promised to be doing for the last three or four years. Hadn't happened. I'm sick of it. Anyway... Anyway, moving on. Yeah. What have you got? We've got some tech uh, history. Are you sure? I think I am. Because that's important. Yeah. Like, oh, a magical toy goes on sale and a space station crashes to Earth. These and more events all happened this week in tech history. Jump aboard the time machine. You've got mail. Time to head into yesterday with This Week in Tech History. Yesterday, day, 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 day. Here's Chris. That reminds me of one of the first vocal ringtones I had years ago, and it was, uh, Chris, hey, Chris, censor your phone. And it was just annoying and annoying and annoying, and, you know, but I loved it. And, and you asked people to call I you would, often. I would walk around, you know, work, and people would just say, Chris, hey, Chris, censor your phone. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know. Anyway, uh, this week back in 1900, one of the most famous trademarks in the world was uh, registered uh, with the U.S. Patent Office, his master's voice, the logo of the Victor Talking Machine Company, and later RCA Victor. It shows the dog Nipper looking into the horn of a gramophone machine. Ah. And for years, you had a little nipper over your shoulder here in the studio, and I don't know what happened to it. What happened? Somebody stole Somebody Nipper? Somebody stole Nipper. That's not good. In 1953, the first commuter passenger service by helicopter began in America's largest city. New York Airways provided rides for busy people who wanted to avoid the traffic below. Founded in 1949 as a mail and cargo carrier, 
New York Airways was headquartered at LaGuardia Airport and offered a one-way flight to Idlewild Airport, today known as JFK, for $4.50, equivalent to about $45 today. But now... Yes. <laughs> if only. Right? Yes. Yeah. In 1960 this week, a toy originally from France, whose name translated to the magic screen, first went on sale. Ooh, ooh. I think I know what that is. Yes. It ended up becoming a huge hit with over 50 million units sold in just the first 25 years. Aye, Dave. Years later, the device that we came to know as... Etch-a-Sketch? Yes. Yes. Made it all the way into the National Toy Hall of Fame. Be me into tomorrow with Dave Graveline. Uh, 1962, this week, the Telstar communications satellite was successfully launched from Cape Canaveral, Florida. Telstar would usher in a new age of communication via telephone and TV with voice and picture transmission from Europe to America and back. Can you hear me, Dave? Signals were picked up by a 38-ton antenna in Andover, Maine. And this week in 19... No, not in this week. we got two more. I'm oh. jumping ahead of myself. Uh, well, you're so excited I about am. it. I am. In 1979 this week, Skylab, in orbit since 1973, and the only space station ever to be exclusively operated by the U.S., made a spectacular return to Earth. Its expected re-entry was a media phenomenon, with hats and T-shirts being sold, as well as bottles of Skylab repellent. <laughs> One town in Nebraska painted a massive target in a field so that Skylab would have something to aim for. The abandoned space station mostly burned up in the atmosphere and showered debris over the Indian Ocean and parts of Australia. It was a bug day. And this week in 2011, Space Shuttle Atlantis was launched in the final mission of the U.S. Space Shuttle Program. Atlantis is currently displayed at Kennedy Space Center Visitor Complex, with its payload bay doors open and mounted at an angle to give the appearance of being in orbit around the Earth. The angle at which the shuttle is mounted, at 43.21 degrees, pays tribute to the countdown that preceded every shuttle launch. A multi-story digital projection of Earth rotates behind the orbiter in a 64,000-square-foot indoor facility. Pretty cool. That's our look back at This Week in Tech History. It certainly is history, 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 history. And you know, i, I got to say this, even though it's a, it'll embarrass you because you're so humble— a lot of people love this tech history stuff that you do every week. I don't understand it, but a lot of people do. It bores the heck out of my girlfriend. Yeah, yeah I'll bet. Every time I go off on these history tangents, I just see her like looking through me, <laughs> yawning. But isn't she proud of you for bringing the world tech history? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll say that. We'll go with that, yeah. just in case? Yeah. All right. Well, tech history... It is. Uh, Twitter, by the way, trying to counter extreme levels of data scraping and system manipulation that's been causing site degradation by temporarily limiting the number of tweets accounts can view daily and by requiring individuals to be logged into the site to view posts. That says uh, owner um, Elon Musk. I had to think for a second there. I was like, wait, who owns Twitter this weekend? Insider intelligence principal analyst says the caps won't make it any easier to convince advertisers to return. And he says could be catastrophic for Twitter's ad business. But Elon's doing what he's got to do, especially with all this AI stuff. It's scraping data like crazy. So now they're limiting. I mean, for us normal folk, it shouldn't be a problem at all. But... For people that are using AI to scrape data all over the Internet, it's screwing them up. And for those of us that aren't on Twitter, it doesn't even matter. Well, there you go. <laughs> Intotomorrow.com. Hey, I tell you what, let's meet there and hit that Ask Dave button anytime. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results. 
without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's D-E-X-C-O-M.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit www.dexcom.com compatibility. This is Into Tomorrow for the weekend of July 7th. 2023. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. I was waiting for this is Jeopardy. That's what it sounded like you were going for. You think? Yeah. I didn't think of that at all. Oh, oh, <laughs> uh, this portion of Into Tomorrow, not Jeopardy, is brought to you by Dexcom. Always know where your glucose is headed and how fast. Visit Dexcom.com. That's D-E-X-C-O-M.com. You'll find out why both Dave and I love it. That's true, and actually saves our lives. Yeah. And now Jason, too. And tells on me, because I've decided to share my results digitally with my girlfriend. So well, when I go high, she get, I get a text from her, um, what did you just eat? Well, that's your dumb luck. Yeah, well, because yeah. <laughs> I need that um, uh, that uh, extra level of whatever I'm looking for. Babysitting. Whatever I'm looking for, that, yeah. No, yeah. Not babysitting. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Accountability. Okay. Yeah. Oh, speaking of accountability, are you receiving, not you, no. those listening, our free once-a-week tech newsletter. Pause for answer. <gasps> You're not? Well, goodness gracious. Visit us at your convenience at intotomorrow.com. Little box pops up, asks only for your email address, which we do not share with anyone. When you get that email address put in, then watch your email. Check your spam filter because we send you... Chris and I both personally send you an email saying, are you sure you want to get it? Because we don't spam anybody. And then you click that link in that email and voila, you'll be getting our free Into Tomorrow Tech Newsletter. Yeah, with tech news and letters and... Letters. <laughs> Words. Words. Yeah. <laughs> Graphics. Yeah, we've got some, some pictures. Yeah, we've got some thoughts to make you smile. We uh, tell you who's on the show. You know, we got... You know, links to some of our sponsor sites. If you hear us talking about you know a company you want to check out, we got links in that tech newsletter, mm-hmm. and it's uh, again it's really easy to subscribe. It's all right there at intotomorrow.com. Nathan in Kennett Square, Pennsylvania, clicked on that Ask Dave button. Thank you for it at intotomorrow.com. Hey Nathan, I have a question regarding cell phone service options. Uh, my dad's uh, 86 years old and has trouble using his cell phone. Previously, he did well with the flip phone and the manual buttons. He's now has tried an iPhone and has trouble using the touch-based keyboard on the phone. I was wondering if there's any suggestions for access to a cell phone and data for a senior who may have difficulty with finger pad touching due to his age and other age-related things such as vision and techno savvy. 
Thank you very much and appreciate any recommendations you might have of technology that could be helpful for my dad in an, a world that's requiring him to use his cell phone on a regular basis. Well, it's our pleasure, Nathan. We'll do our best. And I think it's awesome that you're doing what you can to help him as well. Um, all of the big cell phone service providers still offer feature phones, just the same regular flip phones with physical keyboards that he may already have been used to. For example, Verizon is currently selling nine feature phones, which they refer to as basic phones. Some are able to serve as LTE hotspots even, so they can provide a connection for a computer, tablet, or other device you might have. And T-Mobile offers another three, AT&T another four. Uh, so in terms of prices, you're looking at roughly a minimum of around $100. A few of them are less expensive, but most are in the 200 to $300 range. Um, now, there is a company called Jitterbug. We've talked about them a lot. That specializes, yeah, <laughs> they specialize in phones for seniors. They've got a touchscreen and traditional keypad models. They're not very expensive since they're also not very powerful. And Jitterbug offers their own phone plans, which can include a life alert type of service to connect a senior citizen to emergency services. Yeah, and I think they became very popular initially because one of their first phones had large buttons on it, which was great for us old folks. (laughs) <laughs> to be able to find the numbers. So, Nathan, I hope we helped you out there. Our show notes at intotomorrow.com for this weekend's broadcast are there. If you didn't catch all the suggestions, let us know what you end up getting for him and what he thinks of it, because it'll certainly help other listeners and their parents all the way into tomorrow. Joe in Hazleton, Pennsylvania, sends us this email. He says, I play acoustic guitar and would be interested in how to get a good recording of one using a desktop and what kind of microphone is good for recording guitar. Oh, good question, Joe. You're going to have lots and lots of options here. And in the end, it may come down to your personal preference. If you want a standalone microphone, something like a $100 Shure SM57, what a workhorse over the years. We've used a lot of them. It'll work very well for you. In fact, we have several even still around our studios that we use for various projects. But keep in mind that you're only buying the microphone for that price. You will also want a stand and a mixer, recorder, uh, or interface to connect it to a computer. Now, if you have a little more to spend, Shure's SM81 is specifically made to record instruments. So it would probably do a very nice job for you, but that'll cost you 400 bucks. Now, you'll also find microphones that mount to the guitar's body. Those are a little more controversial since they keep the guitar from resonating freely. So some people think they're bad, others think they're great for the convenience. The good ones tend to not be cheap, though, so expect at least a couple of hundred dollars. An acoustic guitar self-adhesive transducer can cost you as little as 15 bucks, while electric pickups for your guitar can cost you a couple of hundred as well. Now, if you're going with something permanent, don't do it yourself, unless your guitar is very cheap and disposable. Oh. Uh, because it's very easy to ruin the sound of an instrument by cutting into it or gluing things to it. So you'll probably want to pay a professional, and you'll be a lot happier. Yeah, and that's a, that's a good point in general for any kind of instrument. If you're not really sure what you're doing, and this is an instrument that is not cheap, don't do it yourself. I mean, there's a lot of DIY stuff available, including for this recording and all that kind of stuff, but you really want to be very, very careful. And, you know, I like how you said, unless your guitar is disposable and cheap, because if you ruin it, you got to just toss it because there's not much else you could do. Yeah, because adding anything to these can change the acoustics very easily. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of these guitars are specifically shaped just to get that perfect sound. Yep. And even though it may 
affect somewhat the tone or the tonal quality inside the acoustic portion of your guitar, I think I tend to agree with a lot of the folks that say, yeah, but it does so much better to record and the ability to hear all the sounds and rich. So, I mean, there's that side of the coin, too. Samuel in Jackson, Tennessee, participating with the free, we love you for it, Into Tomorrow app. Hey, Samuel. I have a question regarding my outside security cameras. I can view them inside of my mobile app on my smartphone but I was wondering if there's a way that I can somehow view them on my laptop at home. I can't find any information from the manufacturer. Thank you. You guys are great. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you for the kind words, Samuel. Unfortunately, we won't be able to tell you without knowing the make and model of your cameras. The real answer is that any camera that can broadcast to an app generally has the capability to broadcast to a browser, and that's most likely how it was tested during development. But whether that ability is exposed to the end user, well, that's another matter altogether. Yeah, some manufacturers send all their data straight to their servers with no options to reach the local network to make it easier for an end user to access the cameras from anywhere. Others do it to be able to charge a subscription fee and make them available anywhere. Um, Of those, some only provide an app. Others will allow you to log into their website to also see the camera. And there are others that will allow you to play back the video on your home network without requiring it to go out anywhere else. Those can typically be played easily on a laptop but require more of a setup on mobile apps. Think setting up servers and ports and port forwarding rather than just logging in. Yeah, so depending on which cameras you bought, the manufacturer may fall into any of those categories. So without knowing more, we won't really be able to tell you if you can access your cameras from a laptop, but the manufacturer isn't advertising the feature, so odds are that it doesn't exist. Yeah. Now, it depends, again, on what kind of cameras you have. We've got some around here that we test. Uh, EasyViz allows us to show, to display it on the phone and also on a browser. Uh, Real Link, which is one of my favorite cameras because it follows motion outside, um, can also be viewed on a browser or the app. So those are handy. Uh, some, of course, ring cameras, yeah. as, as much as they suck, can also be viewed on a browser. Yeah, they don't really advertise that much, but yeah. Yeah, you can go to ring.com and log in and see your cameras. Yeah. So again, Samuel, let us know what kinds of cameras you're talking about, and we'll do a little more digging for you and try to help you out. Meantime, join us at your leisure at intotomorrow.com. Bringing you the latest in consumer electronics and technology, this has been Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. To participate with Dave and his tech geniuses and win prizes anytime, 24-7, use our free Into Tomorrow app available in your app store or call 1-800-899-INTO. That's 1-800-899-4686. Be sure to visit our website anytime to read our show notes and watch our ITTV videos at intotomorrow.com. And join us next week as we bring you further Into Tomorrow. In today's connected world, high-speed internet is a necessity. Luckily, where you live no longer means missing out on a fast connection. Do what we did and get HughesNet, America's number one choice for satellite internet. HughesNet Gen 5 delivers the speed you need where you live. Own a business? HughesNet has plans for you too. Text RADIO to 35000 for offers in your area. That's RADIO to 35000. HughesNet, high-speed satellite internet available where you live and work.